You are now listening to a Real Media Network production. Welcome back to Come About, a minute-by-minute rewatch podcast of Titanic. Here we are at minute 95 of the film. I'm Mike Brace, and I'm here with my wife, Jenna. Hi! I got some lungs, eh? Yeah! That was a while. I could have gone longer. I know, yeah. Uh I hope so. (laughs) Because... Maybe if we get to minute 100, I'll show my full yeah. potential. Go for 100 minutes. Yeah, so what what happened in this minute, Jenna? Well, Michael, I will say you were right. It was that guy looking at the... Yeah, what's his Murdoch. Name? Murdoch. Murdoch, yeah. Love that name. Yeah. How do you like that name? It's fine. First name? As a first name? Yeah. I don't care. We've done this. There's an episode where we've done this. I don't care about names. Whether or not I would actually name a child that, probably not. I wouldn't name a child Murdoch. What's the first name of the Murdoch guy, the blind lawyer? Matt. Oh, Matt. Matt Murdoch. Okay. Um, Daredevil, you're talking? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Matthew Murdoch? Okay. I thought maybe his first name was Murdoch. Michael Murdoch? Really? M-M-M? Yes. Hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, he's just staring I'm down at... second-guessing myself. Oh, <laughs> looking it up. We didn't Google... Did we Google last episode? We didn't. You had your phone out. I didn't look at we anything. You didn't look at it? It's Matthew Michael Murdoch. Okay. How did I... Why did I second-guess myself? And so, yeah, he's just kind of looking at Jack and Rose kissing. And it's kind of, you know, he's kind of like chuckling to himself. He would know who Rose is. Yeah. Wouldn't he? Yeah, well. I mean, Was he not met... in the bridge when they're going on tour? I don't think so, actually. Hmm, no, okay. it was like the captain and like. Okay. Anyways, but it so seems like probably yes. Then we cut to the scene of the two guys up in the crow's nest, and one of them is kind of the one that can apparently smell ice. Gets distracted and is looking down. He's like, "Hey, look at this! Check this out!" And they just you know watch Jack and Rose kiss, and then uh, the other one's like, "Oh, they're a lot warmer than we are." And the other one is like, if that's what it takes to get warm, I'd rather not if it all if it's, it's all, all the same, same to yeah. you. And they're kinda laughing. <laughs> We're funny. And they look so cold, like their little noses are red and they're like you think they'd have like heavier dutier jackets. Anyways. So then they kind of, you know, focus back in on their job and they're looking ahead and then their eyes start squinting and gasp, what's that? They see it, the iceberg. 
and doesn't look that great. Yeah. It's obviously CGI. It, yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, supposed to be blending in with the water, I guess. Anyways, doesn't look wonderful. Anyways, they're looking at it, and he's like, bloody hell, and he starts ringing the bell. He actually says, bugger me. Oh, bugger me. Yeah. Yes, bugger me. And uh, he starts ringing the bell, which alerts Murdoch. He's like, oh, they're ringing the bell. So he starts squinting, and he can see it. And then, you know, he rings the bell, but then he also calls... And the guy at the steering wheel is kind of like, what's going on? And then a different guy yeah, comes, comes around in. the corner. Can that guy Another not officer. leave the steering wheel Probably like not. at all? Okay, because the phone not. is right behind him. Yeah. And he does not move. Mm-hmm. Um, so then another guy comes around the corner with his little teacup. Yeah, and they're like, pick the up, phone. pick up, pick up. Like, yeah, he's like, trying. pick up, you bastards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, he, what kind of phone is that? It's so weird looking. And, like, he flips something one way and he flips something in the other way. And, yeah, like, it's like where is noise part. coming and going? Anyways, like, he doesn't put well, his ear to anything. Yeah, he so does. I guess the part like that a... he flips up, he puts his ear to. Oh, not, not like, you know, yeah. not like we do. So, obviously, it's like microphones. Anyway, so he's. <laughs> You can hear um, I, yeah. the guy from the crow's nest. He's like, hello, is anyone there? And then he's like, yes, what do you see? And he's like, iceberg, straight away. And at the same time, so he's like, okay, thank you. And he turns to the guy on the wheel. And at the same time, Murdoch and does someone else come in with the Murdoch? They both start yelling, iceberg. Mm-hmm. And then they're saying hard starboard. Yeah. Which is left or right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say it's left. The starboard side is the right side. No. Yeah. Starboard side is the right side of the ship. Is that the front? This is the front. That's the front? No. That's not. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at a diagram. I know, but how does that make sense? Because they hit it on the left. Do you have to turn? I don't I don't know, Jenna. They hit it on the left side? Yes. Because you're going to see them go this way a little bit. And then they hit it on the left. Hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. Hmm. Very suspicious. Um, anyways, so they say, you know, starboard, or hard starboard, and, uh, the poor guy is starting to turn the wheel so fast, and he's, like, huffing and puffing, like, trying to, you know, turn it as fast as he can, and at the same time, uh, the guy goes up to, and Murdoch is, like, freaking out, and he, like, hits the guy holding the teacup, and the tea goes everywhere, and then he runs over to this... I don't know what it's called. Yeah, but it's, it's like this that, control thing Yeah, that to, you... like, communicate with the guys in the engine room and the boiler room. So he, you know, flips it. Did you see what it lands on? Like, what is he I trying think to stop. communicate? Yeah, that's what I thought, I think too. he goes to stop. They have, to and like, they have to crank it. It's kind of like then, a rotary, I think, phone, yeah. right? Where you have to crank it all the way around. So I think you had to... 
like, it's like, in one place. Stop, but then he had to, like, yeah. keep moving it. Um, anyways, so that's basically where the minute ends. The We're just looking at a scene of the guy who is steering the wheel, um, just continuously trying to turn it as fast as he can. So who is the guy that steers the wheel? You'd think he'd have to be pretty high up, no? Yeah, he's some sort of officer, I'd imagine. But not number one. No. All right. Uh, are we done talking about the minute? Uh, uh, we got a little yeah. interrupted there. So I, I found out... So first of oh, all, I, I do have a question sure. for you. So, because like everybody knows, we have the subtitles on. And the very last line before we paused it says, Turn, turn, smartly. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Is somebody's name smartly? Or no. Is that... Okay. No. His name is not smartly. Okay. His name What do you is... think that means? Obviously, they're British. Yeah. What do you think? I think... Like, don't be an just, idiot? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think, like, Quickly? I don't yeah. know. Smartly. Um, <laughs> okay. So, wait. Do you want to know a bit about... I want to know everything. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> do you want to know a bit about the telephones? Yes. On the Titanic first, and then maybe we can talk a bit about this fellow. Are they actual telephones, or is it just a direct yes. line between... No. Like, they're not dialing. Like, they're just picking um, up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, so this is on the forums It of... also makes me wonder. <laughs> I mean, the thing that he's talking on... Isn't the thing that the guy up in the crow nest is talking on? No. No, because I think that this, in the bridge here, there's like several of those probably to communicate mm -hmm. through for different places, right? So there's probably like, you know, I think that they just receive calls from different places. So like it, it, there's like several of them on the wall. Yeah. So there's probably yeah. one to the wireless yes. room and there's I probably think, yes. one to you know different rooms and like down in the yeah. um in the boiler room yes. or the engine room I, or whatever yeah, I, and then i was thinking that so too. they just pick up and it goes right to here i would imagine in the crow's nest or wherever it is yeah because i think that too because when he picks up the phone like i think he knew okay this phone's ringing this is the crow's nest calling because he says what do you see if he was like if he didn't know who was calling, he wouldn't say, what do you see? He'd be like, hello, who is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense to say, what yeah. do you see if it's the boiler people? Yeah, 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 yeah. He knew exactly who was calling. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, on the forums of Encyclopedia Titanica, which we've frequented quite a bit throughout mm -hmm. this whole thing, uh, someone asked the question, uh, was looking for around, and sometimes I find information on telephones on of some sort on the Titanic. I just saw a picture of a telephone switchboard. Were there any telephones of some sort for passengers to use to talk to one another? I know about the telephone device when she struck the iceberg and F Frederick Fleet said iceberg right ahead in it. Also, were telephones in use at that time in homes? Um, they were just asking that. So, someone answered. There was a telephone switchboard located on C-Deck. The link below, which is, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, it's just another 
thread. As for telephones being used, wow, okay, this is not <laughs> uh, answering any of this. <laughs> um, okay, this this is literally, uh, wow, this is not helping because, out at all. <laughs> um, when we see the guy in the crow's nest talking, it looks like he's whole right? He's holding like a, a more yeah. traditional yeah. looking receiver. Someone answered, uh, the phone in the crow's nest was a direct line to the bridge, so no operator was needed. Mm. Uh, um, you'll see that the purser's office on sea deck is located up forward on the starboard side, outboard from the forward grand staircase. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. No, it's just it it is some sort of phone, but um Okay. Now I know everything. Uh anyway. <laughs> uh Yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> that's it's a telephone. It just okay. was a direct line, <laughs> and then, okay. then there was other ones in other places. It so did cool. I'm seeing something too. Uh there are a few first class, so this is from a different uh, website, computerworld.com, and it says that the, ti the Titanic was a high-tech marvel of its time. Wireless operations played critical role on the night of the tragic sinking. Um, and it just says that it just talks about all the different things that were on I mean, it. Yeah. If they did have telephones for the passenger, it would just be, like, from room to room because we learned previously that a lot of passengers were constantly selling, like, um, like, like, telegrams. Yeah, yeah. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there wasn't... They're not any... calling somebody in New York. No, no, no. Um, no, that's... Yeah, there's not that type of technology, so... Um... Hmm. I wonder if maybe I can do this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Maybe we'll save him. Uh, okay. the deep dive into him for the next minute. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna read this article because it sounds pretty interesting. When the RMS Titanic set sail on her maiden voyage from Southampton, <laughs> England, to New York on. What? April 10th, 1912, she was considered the ultimate passenger liner, unparalleled in luxury, size, and technology. The legendary British ocean liner that struck an iceberg and sank hours later in the North Atlantic Ocean on... April 14th, April 15th. 15th is okay. when it sank. It, it struck. <laughs> yeah, but it's talking about sinking hours okay. later on... Okay. Okay. Um, clearly wouldn't be considered a high-tech vessel today, but when the ship set sail with 2,228 passengers and crew members amid great fanfare on April afternoon 100, 100 years ago, the Titanic was a marvel of state-of-the-art technology that captured the world's interest. At the time, it was the most advanced ship, said Joseph Vadis, um, the leader of the team that discovered the Titanic in 1985. Uh, the crew had a lot of confidence in their ship and the technology that it had. They were bragging on how good this ship was. Trouble was, uh, trouble was unthinkable. 
there were people on board who were experts at different technical problems, engineers, electricians, plumbers, and they did their best, but their best was not enough. The Titanic, for instance, had an electrical control panel, panel that was 30 to 40 feet long. The panel controlled all of the fans, generators, and lighting on the ship. It also controlled the condensers that turned steam back into water, along with a few machines that took salt out of the ocean to make it drinkable. Oh, okay. Uh, Their electrical control panel to us would seem enormous, complicated, and wasteful, said Tim Trower, a self-styled maritime historian who focuses his research on the Titanic. It would be pretty primitive today. A simple desktop would handle everything that was down on this massive control panel. The Titanic also had a master and slave set up for all of the uh, clocks on board. The central clock was on the bridge, and as the captain adjusted the time on that one clock, all the clocks on the ship would register the change as the ship sailed through different time zones. There were there also were there also were four elevators on the Titanic, which was fairly new technology on a ship. We talked about this. They weren't the first elevators no, on I a know. ship. No, I know. Sorry, um, I just I think I was zoning out. Were you just telling me that there is some technology that as they floated through time zones? The times automatically changed? No. Well, the captain would change it on one this main uh, clock on the bridge, okay, okay, and then it would okay. change all the clocks okay. on the... I was going to say, because uh, it's 2022, and our car can't even do that. Our hover car. <laughs> okay. So there were, yeah, four elevators on the ship, which is fairly new technology on a ship. A few first-class cabins also had telephones, although the phones could not make ship-to-shore calls. Mm-hmm. The crowning uh, technical glory on the Titanic was the advanced wireless communication setup for Morse code, which was considered the most powerful setup in use at that time. The main transmitter was housed in what was dubbed the Marconi Room, named after Italian inventor Marconi, uh, and who was known as the father of long-distance radio transmissions. The transmitter's antenna was strung between the ship's mast some 250 feet above the ocean surface. Most ships of the day could transmit messages a distance of 100 to 150 miles during the day, according to Trower. Um, However, the Titanic's wireless system was capable of transmitting messages for 500 miles during the day and 2,000 miles at night. Interesting. They had the very best, the very latest in wireless equipment, Trower said. There were only two wireless operators on board, both young men. They were the computer geeks of the day. These guys ate, slept, and breathed wireless. (laughs) (laughs) That's a weird thing to say. (laughs) Uh, um, uh, Think of computer... Think of computer nerds sitting in the basement in their underwear surfing the internet. <laughs> These were the those kinds of guys. Why would you say that about them? These were like professionals. Yeah. One of them really screwed up. Yes. We got to the bottom of it. One of them was like really the guy t- 
totally responsible. Yeah. Uh, these these were those kinds of guys. You hit that really hard. It's so bad. It's, well, stop moving it. Um, they were good at what they did, but it's still it was still slow. Oh, that's it. That's the end of the article. <laughs> We were so hung up on like this wow. weird analogy. So That's yeah, so, so there were okay. all of that for yeah. There were some phones on the Titanic in some first class rooms even, but it was just that yeah. must have been connecting Probably to other like you know rooms. even in the yeah the movie like Rose and Cal they've occupied three rooms. So if they yeah. wanted to talk to yeah the other people in their That's... rooms, they could. I would say Probably. that that's exactly what it is. But then, yeah, there's also, yeah, the direct <laughs> lines between the bridge and other places. So there we go. And uh, the people, but most importantly, we know now that the two wireless operators worked in their underwear yeah. <laughs> while surfing the internet. Uh, wow. That is some colorful commentary there. Yeah. Uh, Interesting, yeah. So I think, yeah, we'll save because we're on uh, Robert Hitchens is this guy's name. What name. officer is he? he? Not an officer, <gasps> actually. A quartermaster. Oh, my goodness. So, fancy names. <laughs> yeah, he was a quartermaster. And it uh, seems like he had quite the life uh, to get into. Oh, does he survive? Maybe he had quite the life beforehand. Or maybe we he had quite really the life afterhand. Too much into life before Titanic. No, really, because okay. who cares? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've done a bit. Yes. Yeah, and okay. we'll do it when it's necessary. Sure. But yeah, so we're uh, yeah minute ninety six. We're gonna talk about him there. Uh, but that should just about do us for Bye. this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Even I longer. longer. I, I could have went even I know. longer. I know. Yeah. Is this a normal thing now? Highs for sure. five minutes, buys for five minutes? Yes. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you in a minute.